The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the individual guests. sensitive snowflake that may get easily offended and turn this off immediately if you want to hear the real truth about the gun culture then stick around this is the armed citizen podcast what's going on my ghost squad welcome to the armed citizen podcast live this is episode number 213 i believe Today is Tuesday, October 19th, 2021. If you're out there in the live chat, make sure you say something. We don't know that you're out there unless you do. If you're new to the channel, new to the show, make sure you say something. Let us know where you're from. Maybe we can pop that cherry for you. If you'd like to call in or text in, yes, you can call in. Utilize the Ghost Tactical Hotline presented by our good friends Rod and Shelly Gates over at Aegis Gun Care. That phone number is 530-364-4678. It's scrolling right down below. Once again, 530-364-4678. If you're a veteran, really anyone, but especially if you're a veteran and you're in that hole and you don't know if you can find your way out, you're questioning whether there's a light or not, first of all, call me, text me, email me 24-7. I can't give you medical advice, but I sure as hell can probably be a pretty decent ear to listen, maybe talk you through some stuff. If you are looking for someone that can get you help and get you towards some medical attention, Please remember two things. One, you're not alone. You've got a lot of brothers and sisters out here that are willing and able to fight this fight with you. We probably know the way out. And number two, the world is a much better place with you in it. So please utilize the Veterans Crisis Hotline. That phone number is 1-800-277-8255, I believe. 1-800-277-8255 scrolling down below please 273-8255 man you think i've been doing this a long time 1-800-273-8255 my goodness my mind is mush if you're a veteran press the number one we are spotlighting as always united states marine corps if you want to find out more about what it takes to earn the title of the united states marine visit the website marines.com and we are a proud member of the self-defense radio network it's a great place to have like-minded pro-gun, pro-2A, pro-freedom podcasts all in one place. Check out selfdefenseradio.net. All right. I can't get through that without screwing it up, Chloe. I, I, I'm just, I'm a rookie and, and I'm, I'm just learning how to do this, but I can't seem to get through it without screwing up, you know? That's what it right. is. Well, if you want to learn, if you want to earn, learn how you can earn the title FUD, we meet uh-huh. every Sunday at the Chick-fil-A. I'm just saying. Oh, okay. Uh, Chick-fil-A. I'm surprised you don't eat, you know, meet somewhere else. Uh, I, I would have thought personally the Mexican restaurant down there because I've had it with you and it's pretty well, damn good. It would be it would be more like Fuddruckers would be more appropriate though, right? Fuddruckers, if you had a Fud, uh, are Fuddruckers still around? When I was growing up in Dallas. Yeah, there's one, there's one in Tulsa because there's one in Tulsa because whenever we had the big gun channel shindig that 30 me and roll call person. yeah me and roll call it was across the street from the hotel and i seen it because it was a big sign that said fud and i was like oh come on row we got to go over and take a picture in front of the fud sign we have to yeah i see uh stan from ss pawn out there and uh want to send a quick shout out to stan i've I bought guns from him 
Uh, SS Pawn is in Lexington, uh, Lexington, Nebraska. Great gun shop over there. But Stan sent me some Hornady um, match ammo, 6.5 Cree, which is basically gold at this point. You can't find it, and it's really expensive if you do. So uh, thanks to Stan. Um, I shot it last week, a little bit of it. And uh, yeah, I think I found, I think I found my match ammo uh for right now until i get into that reloading game possibly but uh factory stuff that horny some pretty good stuff um let's see here let's go through the the room real quick before we get going uh first out there was gun loving grandpa so buck is gonna be going with me up to missouri this weekend looking forward to seeing him again two two threes out there uh bernie's out there what's up bernie and uh feel the burn mr f and h is out there they're talking about a diet of sorts uh mr f and h says having a hand tossed pepperoni di giorno pizza from the freezer best frozen pizza ever guys what's your favorite i went with my favorite frozen pizza are the little bagel bite pizzas oh baby those are pretty good what if you had to choose like a frozen pizza Chloe, what would it be i haven't had a frozen pizza in forever just simply yeah. because like the point system and the whatever and pizza hut and all of that. I mean, it's just, yeah. it's just as cheap, but I'll tell you what I used to enjoy, but they've changed over the years and it sucks was the Totino's yeah. the Totino's party pizzas. Yeah. were like, those are pretty good. Awesome, yeah. man. Um, yeah, they were. but they've become, now they make them square, which is really weird. Yeah. And they don't, they, the ones I've ate lately in the last few years, they're not as good. Yeah, I don't know if it's Totino's. I think it's Totino's that make the little pizza rolls. Yeah. Those are pretty good, too. It is, Those yeah. Pretty good. Um, let's see here. Rob D's out there. Got that display from Rob. Really, really awesome display. Go check him out. Uh, Aegis is out there. What's up, Rod and Shelly? See them in less than a month, man. Less than a month. We'll see them in Tulsa. Gunpowder Beauty. Hello, darling. Um, let's see. Here. said stands out there. Uh, EDC Texan. What's up, homie? Two weeks in a row, man. You're going to catch a rash if you keep going back like that. I'm telling you, it's one of those things. Oh, Ronald Torres. What's up, Ronald? Says, which one recommends Browning high power nine millimeter or Glock 19 or Browning 1911 380s? Um, me, I'm going Glock 19. That's just me. Uh, Fud King Fud over here might have something different to say. He might actually like that 1911 and 380. He's a big 380 yeah. fan, but yeah, yeah is yeah, that what yeah, you yeah. choose? Probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so you know me, I've I've stayed away from a Glock 19, not by choice, but just because I, I have never found a deal, which is crazy. Otherwise, I would have a Glock 19. But out of those three, if you're if you not like it, out of those three, if you ask me like which one, if if you like, if you told me to choose, right, you laid them out and yeah. you said you can have one, pick yeah. one. It would be yep. the 1911 380 Browning, without a doubt. Yep. Without a doubt, sure. hands down. Yeah, Second we know choice. that you're a Browning to begin with already. So, I mean, yeah. this is on the bookmark side, but you're a Browning fan. Second second choice would be the high power, for sure. Mm -hmm. uh, that 19, unfortunately, just, you know, I, I got respect for the 19. I'll own one one day, I'm sure. But I just so many other things get in the way, <laughs> unfortunately. It gets bumped down the list. Now, Jesse, I think she's got you on this one. She calls you out. 
She said, I thought Bucky's is where all the FUDs went. I, well, that, that's true. That's, yeah, that's true. There's some truth to that. <laughs> uh, Gizzard Gary's out there. Warsaw's out there. Rich White's out there. Um, let's see here. I'm kind of going through here. I'm trying to see if I miss anything. Uh, Foose is out there. Holy shit, I haven't seen Foose forever. I'm going to be up in Missouri way going to a long range competition, man. If you're around West Plains, come see me, bro. Come see me. Um, yeah, FNH, I think he's talking about the Totinos. He said he used to fold them in half and eat them like a taco. So did I. I think everyone kind of did that. Um, those those round personal those real it was the thin crust ones. The real, oh man, yeah, those are those are so good. Those were so good. All right, so as you guys know, we uh, we do polls every week, and this has kind of become the um, the favorite part of the show for a lot of people. And guy that comments says, "How do you spend ten thousand and ten minutes going to best on yourself to win the match?" Well, we're getting ready to talk about that. Um, but as you guys know, the polls we put out three polls every week. On Thursday, Saturday, and Monday mornings at 10 a.m. on our YouTube community tab. Uh, they become very, very popular. We have fun with them. Uh, I try to have a little fun at least. And, uh, yeah, we, we, we always get some good stuff on there. So uh, make sure you're checking out the polls because we talk about them every Tuesday on the, on the show. But uh, every Thursday, Saturday, and Monday mornings at 10 a.m., the new polls are, uh, are released. So let's go over to the polls. Z polls. Um, so the first one we're going to talk about is got 837 votes. This was released. I think this was released Saturday, 837 votes. What is your daily caffeine beverage of choice? Coffee, tea, soda, or other? So Clove, I want to start with you and say, um, what is your daily caffeine Soda, no doubt. Yeah, Soda. I'm the same. Way. I don't drink tea or coffee, so um, to me, I just I, you know I actually like the smell of coffee. I just can't stand the taste of it. Right, and then nothing about tea is good. That's just yeah, nothing tea is good. You know, one of these days, I mean, there there are I don't know if you've seen it, but they've got like Fruit Loops. I mean, of course, you know when you're watching what you eat, it's hard to do as well, right? With what yeah. I'm fixing to say, but my wife does all kinds of coffee and there's all kinds of coffee creamers that are wicked. It's like yeah, cinnamon yeah. toast crunch, right? Like yep. coffee. And I'm like, you know, I might drink coffee with that. And that's kind but of girly, I guess, in a way. But yeah, I know, I know yeah. but it, be, it would be worth trying because I can't, yeah. I mean, I can force myself to drink it black back in my mechanicing days, you know, out in the shop and it's cold. Mm. I mean, I can force myself to drink it black or just with a little sugar or something. But with some creamer like that, I don't know. It may be, but again, that creamer is expensive. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Well, for me, if, if I need something hot or something, especially in the wintertime, I go hot chocolate. I'm a big hot yeah. chocolate fan. Mm -hmm. uh, I'll go hot chocolate before. I mean, I mean coffee's never even a, a thought in my mind. No, I do like the way it smells, uh, and I especially love. My wife likes the hazelnut creamer, and the hazelnut does smell good. Um, she does a cinnamon, some kind of a cinnamon thing. Also, it tastes, I mean, it smells really good. But I, I, I got see, I got I'm, I don't like hazelnut at all. Period. Coffee oh, really? Yeah. yeah, yeah. But the smell, no, I agree with you on that. 
Yeah, no, no, I don't. I, I won't taste it, but I like the smell of it. But uh, no, I will say this: a little bit of hazelnut goes a long way. Yeah. Um, you can you can overwhelm a room with hazelnut if you try. <laughs> um rich says sweet teas most of the time is his caffeinated beverage of choice um and knives jumps in i said hot chocolate <laughs> mr knives no shit jumps in and says somebody say hot chocolate so hot everyone chocolate. knows it's, nice. it's, it's chocolate so hot chocolate cold chocolate new chocolate <laughs> old chocolate he don't care it's all chocolate knives you know Right. I got you know this is funny. I I got him in trouble. I think a few years back, that was probably three or four years that was ago, epic. and um, I sent him. He loves chocolate, and I sent him fifty BMG chocolate bars, molded like fifty BMG, and they're gold wrapper. They came literally, and it came in a small ammo can, and I sent them to him. And I think I think he got in trouble for that. <laughs> I apologize, but it was well worth it. Um, I'm pretty sure they didn't last very long. He he got rid of the evidence pretty quickly. Um, peanut butter with waffles and hot chocolate. Just stop. Stop. You're just weird, bro. You're just weird. Peanut butter waffles. I've got I'm, as big a, I'm as big of a peanut butter fan as the world, but stop. Yeah. I've got a buddy that has never once ate syrup on a pancake. He eats peanut butter on his pancake. I don't like syrup. Yeah, I uh, I tell you I tell you what I'll do is is if I have to have pancakes or waffles, um, I'll usually get like a blueberry or strawberries like uh, or something like that, like jelly, and put them on there. I cannot stand syrup; uh, it's way too sweet for me. Can't stand it. Um, but I'll put like you know strawberry or blueberry jelly or something on them if I had to eat them like a you know something. Uh, yeah, I'm not a syrup guy. Can't do it. I, mean, I won't. I won't put peanut butter. I love peanut butter, but that's just. That's now maybe if you do like a, what's that? Well, peanut butter is reserved for toast, in my opinion. Absolutely, but now if you're gonna put maybe peanut butter and chocolate, like make it like a Reese's waffle or pancake, that could be interesting. That could yeah. be interesting, like a I chocolate, like to... a chocolate syrup with some peanut butter, mm -hmm. with a peanut butter on it. Mm -hmm. I, I might be able to go for that, or saying. maybe even a chocolate chip waffle with some peanut butter on it. I could do that as well. Uh, if you're going to, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm not just going to go straight peanut butter because I'm going to do that. I'm either going to put it on toast or an English muffin. You know, that's, that's, they're saying, you know, so all these energy drinks and all that, I, I don't do energy drinks either. Um, I'm pretty simple. It's either going to be water or soda. <laughs> yeah. I like orange juice, apple juice. I'll drink some juice and all that. But uh, as far as caffeine, it's going to be soda. Um, but right now out there, which it doesn't really surprise me, um, 837 votes in first place with 58% is coffee. Nectar of the gods, uh, right? That's what they say. Um, interestingly enough, in second place with 21% is soda. Um, in third place is other, and we'll get to some of those others here. And in fourth place with 10% is tea. I'm a little surprised. Uh, now, maybe a lot of people aren't in the South because in the South, I think people drink sweet tea more than drink coffee in the South. You know, yeah. um, my thing is, you know, I was big into tea. I got completely off of, ca of uh, carbonated drinks for yeah, like two or, th yeah. two or three years. And yeah. so I drank a lot of sweet tea, obviously. Um, but, you know, I'm in the South and your sweet tea's got to be sweet, right? And that's a lot of right. sugar and stuff. So, I mean, I'm better off with the sodas and having the carbonation yeah. and the, you know, with the no sugar. 
Yep. Um, a lot of the others were talking a lot of energy drink people. I get it. I just, I, I'm not that guy. Um, I don't do energy drinks. Um, but yeah, a lot of people well, are very, seen, very, very popular. You've seen me on a normal caffeinated Pepsi binge before. So I certainly don't need an energy. Drink. You don't need Red Bull. No, you sure don't. <laughs> no. Um, Let's see here. Green Monster. Yeah, I don't know. That must be an energy drink. All right. Our second second polls released yesterday. It's got 724 votes. Best way to spend a Saturday in the fall. Watch football. Go camping. Go to the gun range. Have a cookout. Read a book. It's kind of a loaded question. No pun intended. Or actually pun intended. But... um. For you, since you going to your range literally means going outside the back door, right? Uh, but you know right. how of, of those choices is there one of those that you know on a, on a chilly fall day that you might say, yeah, that sounds pretty okay. good, man. So we've actually had fall weather here in Texas for the last couple of days. Yes, we have. And I have knocked out more videos and content and everything else <laughs> right. than yeah. I have in like a month in like two days or three days, right? So yeah. without a doubt, range out in the, you know, and I would, I would also say for me, that's also in the woods to an extent yeah. as well. Uh, but it's, well, and then that's what I said, go camping. I almost put like camping slash hiking slash fishing, you know, I mean, being out, I might have said just being outdoors, you know, yeah, doing definitely. something out being outdoors. Yep, um, definitely. Now Rob says camping is you can still shoot. This is true. This is yeah. true. Uh, Rich says, best way to spend a fall Saturday watching college football than fall asleep. There was one. I want to try to see if I can find it. Um, it's a great answer. Uh, I'm going to try to go find it. It's a lot of, got like 40 some odd replies. So I had to go down and, and find it, but I thought, no, oh, that is absolutely perfect. Um, Okay, from guy uh, Dead Eye, which is a cool name by the way. I just said replied to him, boom, mic drop. He said, "Have a cookout during a camping trip, shooting books, then stream the game on your phone." There it is. That is probably a perfect Saturday right. afternoon in the fall. So. Who would read? I mean, I guess if like you got out on the porch swing or some kind of maybe the rocket. My wife's a big reader. She she'll read a book before like, she watches TV. She's a big that's reader. More a, that's more of a rainy weather, cold weather type thing to me. She but, would just assume know. she's she's she would just assume put some sweats on, put her blanket on, lay down on the couch and read a book then anytime. Yeah. So that's just the way it goes with her. Uh so yeah. As of right now, like I said, we've got uh well over 700 votes. Obviously loaded question. Coming in first place, it's 61% going to the gun range. Duh. In second place with 16% is watching football. That's sad. It's 16% in second place. Yeah. Good Lord. Well, had, not, had I not put going to the I, gun I, range, it would be interesting to see how it really fell. And I'm surprised it's watching football. I'm surprised yeah. that's second. Um, but uh, they must be tied. like 
high school football or whatever, right? You know, Saturday's college football. Saturday's college football. That's a big deal. Yeah. Big, okay. Big deal. Okay. Yeah. NFL's on Sunday, college football Saturday, and that's kind of, yeah. Um, tied for third at 10% of pieces, going camping and having a cookout. And coming in dead ass last right now at 3% is reading a book. That's because most people that watch my shit can't read a book. Why? Because I can't read and we kind of stick together. So uh, if it's not a picture what book about, with crayons, I, I, I don't know. That's what I was going to say. Would, would coloring in a book apply? For me, it does. I mean, that's that's the only way that I could claim I ever read a book is if it was a color by numbers or a picture book, you know? Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, let's see here. And the last one got 971 votes. And there was some good stuff on here. Once again, a little bit of a loaded question. But the results were way different than I thought. Way different than I thought. If you had 10 minutes to spend $10,000 in a store, where are you going? Your choices, grocery store, sporting goods store, gun shop, department store, or other. And you and I had a nice little back and forth the other night, just kind of laughing about this. Yeah. Without caveats. Right. Without caveats. Right. If you get 10 minutes to spend 10 grand in a store, where would you go? I'm going to one of my local gun shops. Okay. Without a doubt. Yeah. Now, and, I did put, and, and, and you know, because we talked about it, but I put a lot of thought into that answer. Because you did. I did consider, I did consider a couple of other options. I did weigh my yeah. options first. You know, I, I wanted to put, I wanted to see where people's mind were. Um, grocery store, you know, $10,000 can, can go a long way for, for food and water it, and, and all it that. It would, stuff. it would, but time constraints is going to kill you at the grocery store for $10,000 purchase. And also, you did not. There was no caveat that we're staring down the barrel of an apocalypse or anything. No, you know, there's any no natural there's no disaster or anything like that, right? So why would it you? It was literally a guy walks up to you and says, "Here's ten thousand dollars cash," yeah. and let's say you're at this big shopping center and you've got one of these stores to go to, but you only got ten minutes to spend this. Where are you going to go? That's the caveat. The caveat is, is there is no caveat. So yeah. Now, I told you, you know, department store is one of those, right? So I look at this, I'm looking at this from an investment standpoint, right? I know my local gun shops are going to have really good deals. And especially if I walked in there with 10 grand, right? And I could spend that pretty darn quick. I'm going to know pretty much what all the prices are anyway. Um, but the department store was an interesting thing because if you're thinking from an investment standpoint, you could buy, we talked about that, right? You could buy gold and silver and jewelry potentially in a department store and spend 10 grand really quick. So, uh, and that would be stuff that, you know, precious mm -hmm. metals, diamonds, things like that. I mean, hold value, sure. right? So, but um, am I going to get any use out of, that would be the thing, right? I mean, I'm not going to, that would be a great investment. But well, unlike I mean firearms for an investment, I could enjoy those. While they, yeah. you know, 
sure. Go up in value. Sure. Now, Jesse's got an interesting way of thinking about this, and we didn't discuss this. We didn't talk about this. He said, she said, uh, I can go to Walmart, stock up on non-perishable and gift cards oh, for later. That's that that's is cheating. brilliant. That's, that's cheating. cheating. That's like asking the genie for three more wishes. Come on. That's extending <laughs> that 10 minutes into. Right. What if you right. went and said, I want $10,000 $10, on this gift card? Right. It does so not surprise it, me. And, it, it, and then you've got however long it is to use that gift yeah. card at Walmart. I thought really, that thought never that thought never crossed my mind, but you know, I was no. thinking you have to buy goods with it, right? Just had to spend it. Spend had 10 spend grand it. in 10 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And and Rich is like the same way. Spend all 10 grand on a prepaid visa. Um, let's kind of go this real quick and just see where this once again, I'm not surprised this is in first, but I'm a little surprised at the number. In first place at 81% is gunshot. Whoa, whoa. 81. <laughs> okay. Uh, and second place at 7% is sporting goods. Um, and third place tied is grocery store and other in a coming in dead ass last at three percent is department store. I Let's just, go and see. Go ahead. You know, assuming, right? Taking the gift card mm -hmm. idea or the prepaid visa and setting that to the side because it's mm -hmm. like crap, you know. I, I I never thought of that, right? Um yeah. I was under the impression I had to buy tangible stuff with it. Um you know, time is a problem. Ten minutes is like mm -hmm. that's not a lot of time. So I mean you know, even if you were talking about, okay, you're staring down the face of a natural disaster, an apocalypse, or, you know, something right. like that, right? And you knew that. Um, sporting goods store would be a good choice, probably. But, again, it, it's kind of like the grocery store. It's like, you know, how much could you possibly get done in 10 minutes? Yeah. Um, once, once again, I, I think... I don't I, I don't think the problem is the ten thousand dollars. You can spend ten grand pretty easily if you put your mind to it. But the ten minutes is where it's at. Yeah, I think um, so. Because you guys start going with some bigger priced items, you know. I mean, yep. Um, you know, you're gonna have to start doing that. Um DM Foss out there in the uh in the comments of the post, not on their chat. I haven't seen Monty Mouse in the chat yet, but in the post is I voted other. Most of it would go towards paying debt. That's a smart man. I don't know if many people would actually do that. Um, most people would probably go into further debt <laughs> if they had 10 grand. Um, but that's very, very, very smart is paying off debt. Yeah, I'm wondering how many people would be where were, were, would be thinking, oh, down payment on something. <laughs> right. Right. You know, apply that to a down payment, and then it's like down payment just, towards a house, towards you know, car, um, anything. It's like car, I mean, you just accrued a bunch of debt. Oh my goodness! Red sus says tons of handguns that are cheap. Nice shotguns for a couple hundred. Couldn't go wrong with more guns. Whiskey. These are all on the on the community tab comments. Uh, whiskey says stock up on water, non perishables, canned goods, pasta, rice, peanut butter. Basic over-the-counter meds, vitamins, supplements, and hygiene products. Lots of that stuff can be traded for ammo and other services if need with your within your community. Now, obviously, whiskey is going into that apocalyptic bartering system because at that point, 
goods are going to be the currency because there's no monetary value of pieces of paper anymore at that at that time. So I I, I kind of see where he's going with this is we're going to buy all this stuff that people are going to need and then we'll trade it for stuff that we need. Not a bad idea. Um, let's see here. Car dealership. Honestly, 10 minutes is impractical anywhere. I read the comments and none of those are happening. Philip Gretzkowski out there. Stay positive, Philip. You can do it, man. <laughs> put your put your mind to you can you can accomplish anything. All right. Uh <laughs> the best one of the whole thing was was when wolf here uh i, I don't know it, foreign person i'll say that it says what i had to physically leave the house i'll pass he just turned what? down 10 grand. <laughs> that's funny, that's funny. Uh, i thought it was pretty good uh i do know some people that way no i i i do too uh Idaho Rogers USMC says stripper bar 10 grand. You could have some serious fun. You could have some serious yeah, fun. Good Lord. Only 10 minutes worth, right? That's, well, that's no, expensive, you said you could that's spend it. So I guess you yeah. could buy a lap dance every day for the next 20 years or whatever. Comes yeah, out I'm, I'm whatever. putting it on prepaying for the lap dance <laughs> for a lifetime of lap dances. Right. You know? Right. But who wants a lifetime lap dance from uh, the stripper that's, you know, when she's 80, you know, I don't know. You'd have to. It, it couldn't be per stripper. It, it would have to be. It have to, be, it'd have to go to the establishment. Right? Yeah, you have yeah. to go to the establishment, yeah. and they'd send someone yeah. over there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, mandatory carry says my investment portfolio. Ten thousand dollars is a thousand shares of thirty-five cents each per quarter. There you go. Um. Snap-on tools. Okay. Hey, you know. If you're a mechanic and you got ten thousand, you can spend ten thousand dollars in tools pretty oh, quickly. Yeah. So that shit's real expensive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Somebody out there said, uh, you know, said like hardware store or something. I seen yeah. in the, like the live chat. Yeah. So yeah, like a home improvement place or something, especially as high as lumber is right now. Yeah. The uh, the interesting one is uh, I had several out there in the comments saying. I would go and buy a shit ton of uh, gas containers and fill up on gas because gas prices, it's higher net here than it has yeah. been, but yeah. we're not seeing crazy prices that I guess other people are seeing. Um, so I, mean, I, see, I see a lot of people freaking out online talking about gas prices. Like I paid three bucks today. And I paid two seventy nine today. So that's pretty. Not, that's you know. pretty high. That's pretty high for. And, and I didn't shop either. I just pulled into a place. But yeah, but I'm seeing people like complain about like four or five dollars a gallon. I'm like, I'm at two seventy nine. You know, so yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I think we're just lucky to live where we live. I I, I agree uh, for a lot of reasons, but yeah, even when even when it was at four or five dollars, you know, a couple years ago, it was like. Less than three dollars here, you know. So how about there says just don't put all ten thousand in crypto. That ain't no lie. <laughs> oh shit. Everybody keeps telling me crypto's long term, crypto's long term. The same people that told me to put money in crypto. So, you know, uh, I, I think I've I got a right. couple, I've only got a couple hundred in crypto, but I've got a couple hundred in there and it's well you've got less now, I'm sure, because there's no oh, way no, no. made money. That was invested into right. crypto. Yeah, right. No. Right. It's it's probably about seventy worth about seventy five dollars at this <laughs> right. point. 
right? Um, I, I put a couple hundred in just to kind of see because yeah, fuck that. That's what I was like. Why not? You know, I mean, I want to test, put my, you know, put your toe in the pool or whatever. Yeah, whatever you were, you know. So, like, why not? But yeah, I'm not impressed so far. Yeah. Now, Buck says it's 289. He's about, I don't know, 45 minutes, thir- you know, between 30 yeah, and 45 minutes from me. That's, so, not but, you know. that's not but 10 cents less than what I paid. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Gary says it's 305 there in Nebraska. Rob um, says 340. I, 340 for New York, I would think. Three, yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> pretty good. That, that's like one of the lows of this decade, you know. Um. Waiting for weather to work out right so I can shoot a pumpkin spice latte. There you go. Uh, Gunpowder at Missouri, two ninety nine to three nineteen for the cheap unleaded. There you go. Um, yeah, I spent like I said, I spent a couple hundred bucks on crypto, and I, uh, you know, it, it, it's bad right now. So here's the question: Do I double down that shit now that it's trading for a lot lower and, and doubled down on it. Maybe I can make some long-term or I say, fuck it. Let's write it out and see what happens. I'll tell you what's going good for me right now. Um, a lot of my uh, cannabis doing really yeah. well. Yep. My cannabis stocks are, are killing it right now. Yep. Uh, I've got some stuff in Vista outdoors as well. Vista always is pretty just steady. Um, and, and I invested in that about a year ago. And the reason why I did is, is that's when, you know, if you remember about a year, year and a half ago, Vista was really just consuming a bunch of brands. You know, they're just, they're eating up everything and that's only going to help. So I started buying it. So, um, yeah, Vista's always pretty good. It's always pretty steady. The, the cannabis stuff is really good, but crypto, Fuck that. Um, I might have to. I mean, like I said, I'm not, not going to pull it out. It's just going to sit there and eventually maybe I might get back to breaking even on it. I don't know. No, you'd but, be surprised. Uh, I mean, I've had stuff. Oh, yeah. you know, I've bought some I've bought some junk stocks or whatever, you know, before. Like the, you know, the crash of whatever it was, 2008, where everybody was freaking out. I was buying. Um, and, uh, uh, you know, it took quite a few years i would say five six oh, maybe yeah. even eight years but you know i just left it and honestly forgot about some of the stuff and then got on it was looking one day and like holy i mean it was yeah. insane all of a sudden it rebounded and it's crazy i haven't you never know ej's out there on the facebook side what's up ej um let's just see what so let me go over to this. Well, it's not as bad as I thought. So I have $200 invested in crypto, different types of crypto, not just one. Um, right now it's sitting at being, it's up actually. So it's up 21%, but it's sitting at 163.77 in that side of it. So, um, I've only lost what 20, <laughs> 28 bucks. Right there. Yeah. And I'm excited that. about that. I've only lost $28. I've that. only lost that much. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. $28. <laughs> uh, yeah. But, see, I've lost more. I've lost more like 70 something. Oh, uh, really? Yeah. I'm about 70 upside down. So, yeah. So, Vista's up. 
all six of my cannabis are up. Um, yeah, cannabis is doing really, really well. Vista Outdoors is, like I said, it's pretty steady. Um, and then the crypto is just taking a fucking ass whooping, but it's what it is. Crypto is a long game, they say, so we'll see. Yeah. And then now there's EFTs coming along. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's going to be interesting. And what was that shit that Chang was talking about? The uh, the video. Um, is that what they're called? Okay. The video card what things. Those Electronic are fungible token or something like that. Yeah. Something like that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's the one. Is that what Crump's also pushing or what's he pushing out there? Yeah. Similar? He's. Tusk, you talking about the Tusk thing? That's a that's a cryptocurrency. I know that he's pushing it hard every time he does. Something. I don't either. If you're talking about Tusk or whatever it is, that's a cryptocurrency. But it, it's weird because I've talked to people that about cryptocurrency trying to learn, right? right? And they're like, well, that's right. not like an investable cryptocurrency. That's more of a cryptocurrency you use. And I'm like, okay, well, I don't use cryptocurrency. So I don't know. Yeah, I, you know, I don't either. I, I don't. I don't know. I don't, I don't get it. I, you know, uh, I was talking to a guy today and how, uh, I mean, there are places, obviously I know that, that take cryptocurrency, but yeah, like to me, that's well, just, a, that's just weird. Like, Hey, so, you know, you, so I, I get it. You know, it's, I'm not going to say I don't get it. Right. But yeah. it's like, yeah. I was talking with a guy today and he was, he had an issue and I'm like, well, what you need to do is get this app for your phone, right? And that'll make your life a whole lot easier. And he's like, oh, I just don't like getting apps on my phone because I'm just, you know, it worries me about, you know, the more apps I put you know, they sign yeah. on me and all this other stuff, right? And I'm like, well, that ship sailed a long time ago for me. I don't care. But, I mean, I get what you're, well, I get what he's saying and I understand what he's saying. And he's got to make his own decision. But at the end of the day, I'm like, I, I got bigger things to worry about than whether or not an app is that I use for <laughs> you know to make my life easier is fine on me you know that's i just good. i just do right and so that that follows that same line you know of thought for me and if they you do that that's fine i i yeah i just for me i i don't know i understand the for the concept of it but yeah it's just it's still weird to me it's just a weird thing it's weird on both sides of it let's say as an investment and as a currency that you use yeah. as an investment you're investing in something that doesn't exist let's be honest it, it's it, it doesn't exist and you're spending as currency something that once again doesn't exist so it's just a, it's a weird concept um, like I said, I, I only have a couple hundred dollars, so it's not like I, I put the farm down on it and yeah. uh, I'm going to lose my ass if it goes away. But, uh, well, yeah. you know, and you know, and I think about it, I think about when like debit cards, right. Started to become a main, a, a big deal. Sure. Um, and you know, I know, you know, I know older people that would not use their, they kept, they got their debit card in the mail. It stayed in a drawer somewhere yeah. in their house and they wrote checks and feel forever and ever and ever. They wouldn't pay their bills online. They wouldn't do this. Yeah. So, you know, am I just being old and cantankerous like they were back in the day? Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. 
Probably. Yeah. <laughs> probably. That's probably part of it. And that's why yeah. I say you do you. You do what you want to do. Yeah. Yeah, EJ says, that's kind of where I got lost. It's it's there, but it's not at the same time. And you know, and I don't know much about it. Is there there is no because it's not like a government it's issue regulated, currency. but it's like it is regulated. Each individual, the way I understand it, right? Because I'm certainly not the foremost authority, right? So this has all been explained to me and then dependent upon my understanding. But the way I understand it is each cryptocurrency has its own like governing body that control you know what i'm saying that kind of they put the caps on how much there's going to be and they what you can do with it and a lot of different things and that's why you see the split right because you had bitcoin well then you got bitcoin cash and you got several other derivatives of bitcoin right well that's because certain people in the governing body or whatever you want to call it i'm using air quotes for bitcoin Mm -hmm wanted to go a different route with Bitcoin, right? So yeah. they pulled out, branched off, and, and basically created their own cryptocurrency version that was similar to Bitcoin, but the rules by which it plays is a little different, if that makes any sense. Yeah, I'm an, I, I've got a hundred in each of these. I split it into two, Dogecoin and yeah. Litecoin. Litecoin yeah. and Dogecoin are the two that I went with. Yeah, I've got and, Doji and Bitcoin Cash. So that's why ours is different. Yeah, yeah. How's that doing for you? There, I, I've total on the whole account. I've, like I said, I've lost like 73 bucks. So right. plus the transaction fees in there somewhere, right? So sure. Yeah. You know, now, Rich that says thing. that in, <laughs> Rich White says investing in crypto is like paying a million dollars for an item in a video game. And <laughs> that has happened. Um, yeah, uh, sure absolutely. But see, that gets into the NFTs. But here's the thing, Rich, with the NFTs is there is there's something tangible or not tangible, but the NFTs is you own a piece of property, right? And the validation of that um, lives on the blockchain. And even if the blockchain could be hacked, Whoever hacked it, there would be records. That's the point of the blockchain is it records everything, right? So even yeah. if it was hacked, you, you're you going to be found out for hacking it, right? And so nobody, that's why nobody bothers. And so yeah. because it's all public record anyway. And so the verification that that video NFT was created by, let's say, let's use a sports analogy, right? The video there's a video of LeBron James dunking a basketball that LeBron James created that NFT, right? And not anybody can create an NFT and it does cost money to create NFTs, right? You can't just get on your, your PC in your mom's basement and create NFTs all day for no money. That's not the way it works, right? Um, so LeBron James creates 10 NFTs of this particular game, him dunking the basketball, right? That particular section of the game, right? Well, forever, even 50 years from now in the future, right? No matter how many times that NFT has been sold, that NFT will always be marked on the blockchain as it originated from LeBron James himself. Makes sense? So there's validation. While you can have a, while you could go cut a clip off of an ESPN video of that same dunk, right? Mm -hmm. It would never have 
the LeBron James origination signature on the blockchain. So while it would be the same thing, it would not be the same thing, right? It's like having a Colt revolver nowadays. You can have a Colt revolver nowadays. You can't have Doc Holliday's Colt revolver nowadays unless you want to spend really big bucks for it, right? A lot of money. Yeah, sure. It's kind of the it's kind of the same scenario, right? There's authentication. That's the word, I guess, is what I'm saying. Yeah. There's authentication tied to it because of the blockchain. Yeah, net, net, net flutter says sports ball barf. <laughs> right now, you mentioned a word in there, and we're gonna kind of bring it back to spending the ten thousand dollars in ten minutes. You said a hack, and you, know, you and I were going down some really interesting but weird rabbit holes when we were talking about this a few nights ago. <laughs> Yeah, but and I didn't, you know, how we could have done the freaking gift card and we, that never did come up. So that's crazy. But I think, but I think that we, the way, some of the stuff that we talked about actually, I think, right. uh, it's pretty good yeah. because we figured out a way to, to really make a difference with, without changing history a little bit. And we're talking yeah. about having a time machine. And if you go back and you know that whatever the day that Apple went public or Amazon went public and all of this, um, and you had a time machine, you could have gone back and bought stocks, but then you would sit there and say, well, that changes a lot of things because you would go in, I want to say Bezos owns, I think he owns like 15% or I saw something. He only owes like 15% of Amazon. He's still the highest individual stockholder at 15%. Right. And it, Amazon has astounding, just think about this, has, has been valued at $1 trillion, which is stupid to me. And I saw a quote that Bezos had. He said, I only own 15% of Amazon. So I have made... $850 billion for other people. I said, wow, that's that's something to that's think cool. about, actually. That's kind of <laughs> right. cool. Like, right. yeah, he's worth like $150 billion himself, you know, but he's made $850 billion for other people. It's like, wow, that's, that's kind of cool. But we figured... You could get into a time machine, go back to an Apple or Amazon or name that, you know, Walmart, Disney, Coca-Cola, whatever. Well, the time machine would make the time machine would make the time thing irrelevant. So it'd be kind of like a gift card thing. Right. So right. that interjecting that makes time irrelevant well, we, at all. So, yes. But we also talk about we didn't want to change the actual normal course of history. Yeah, you, you with would not want to. Yeah. You would not want to create a ripple in the timeline, and so you right. would if you went back and you bought too many shares of right. Amazon. You would because what you would do is you would have to go back. You would have to create a trust for your future self using your documents from the. Yeah, and, that, and, that, and that's what I said is, right? is what if you let yeah. lift it to yourself and right. even used alternative identifications, whatever, right. or right. something that right. in 2021's time frame, 30, yeah. 40 years later. But you would you have to be careful. The, the life. You haven't changed yeah. the, the spectrum would, there, you know? 
you would have to, you couldn't dump all 10 grand, I don't think, in any one company. You would have to no, divvy it no, up. No. Because yeah. if you did, by well, the time you, you got machine, back. You go, you go back to the time machine, you go back to the beginning of Apple and then take a jump to the beginning of yeah, right. Amazon. Yes, you exactly. Know, all of this yeah. stuff, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Go back yeah. to the furthest. You're going to want to go back to the furthest point first, right? Yeah. That way you establish the trust and everything, and you can just use that trust as you trek forward, back forward in time. You use that yeah. trust, right? But you want to be very, very careful about not buying too many shares to the point that as the future unfolds before you get back to the future, right? And can yeah. cash in the trust that that trust has not gained so many shares that it started to get attention, right? Like right. that trust holds more shares than Bezos. That's going to be problematic. Right. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're talking about, yeah. you're talking about making millions. You, and you, millions like you said, you can't go ahead and be, you cannot be the minority owner of Amazon back in right. the day. Bezos yeah. didn't let that happen. Yeah, for sure. Um, Samsung would be another good Microsoft. Well, it all, would change all these, the, you know. it would change the timeline because they would be trying to figure out that trust and who set up that trust, right? Mm -hmm. It would start there would start being investigations and people would be starting to look into things. And that's gonna, you know, <laughs> that is because you set you traveled back in time and you set that in motion when you traveled back in time, right? So that's a ripple. Because if, had you not traveled back in time, they wouldn't have been investigating this stuff in the first place. Moose says, there you go. Yeah. Why not? Oh, Lord. All right. So I'm going to go and, 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 and pull out. And it's interesting. It's an interesting concept. Time machine. Mm -hmm. Go back to 1934. How much is 10,000 worth at that point? Ooh, uh, hundred thousand, probably easily. I wonder how how that how that would go and trying to buy off votes. So the NFA doesn't happen. Oh, that's awesome! A long way. There's no doubt. I guarantee in 1934, ten thousand dollars. I wonder what a congressman made in Here's the thing: all you need is let's say ten people. At a thousand dollars a piece to change their votes, NFA doesn't happen. You know, looking it up now to see. Okay, in 1934, United States Congress made nine thousand dollars a year. A year so in 34, a year. So if you give them a thousand dollars, you're giving them a month and a half worth of their salary right there. Well, if you got a hundred thousand dollars, you could easily buy ten politicians. I don't know what the uh, I don't know what. The well, yeah, I'm doing ten thousand dollars, but yeah, if you take it back, ten thousand yeah. dollars. I mean, yeah, but I'm just saying is wow, like ten thousand dollars in 1934, you could buy the NFA vote, right? Uh, We're I'm pretty damn close to it, right? It's just an interesting, just an interesting. I, I, I saw that and I said, hmm, that was interesting. Yeah, I'm trying to look and see what hmm. the. Uh, if anybody out there knows the vote, let me know. Uh, I don't know. Google, let's see. NFA. That's where I was vote. doing. I was trying to find 1934. it. 1934. Let's see here. 
National Firearms Act. It's like, man, um, give me the vote. I want to know the vote. Because that'll tell you how many votes you had to buy, right? Uh, it's what, 1968. Yeah, that's Gun Control Act. It's gun control, but I'm just saying this is what pops up. Um, okay, enacted by the 73rd State United States Congress, July 26, 1934. 1934. I wonder if anyone would know or would be able to find it rich because Rich has a lot of useless fucking knowledge in that head. What was the vote split in 1934 NFA vote? Rich. Uh, introduced in the House HR 9741 by Representative Doughton, Democrat from North Carolina. NFA is enacted. Passed in the House on June 13th, passed in the Senate on June 18th, signed into law by FDR, but it doesn't Democrats say. had a Democrats had a huge majority. Not, well, it's because FDR was there and it was coming. Yeah, I mean, FDR was starting everything. Yep. Um but it doesn't tell. It just says they held I can't the majority. Find anything? Yeah, I cannot find a single number for the vote whatsoever. Cannot find it. It's got to be somewhere because it's public record. So someone's going to have to. Someone will have it somewhere. I don't know. Nineteen thirty-four, Alaska and Hawaii were not states, so they wouldn't have. Yeah, it would be easier to buy the senators, right? Yes, yes. Because there was because you had what forty six at that point. Who had forty six at that point? Because Alaska and Hawaii weren't in. Yeah, yeah, and so that would be less politicians you had to buy. It still yeah. served the same purpose. It would stop it. It would but, stop it uh, for sure. Yeah, but it would cost you less money. You'd have to buy buy less politicians to do it. Yeah. All right. Well, it's interesting. Interesting. Yeah, I, 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 I can't find it. It's crazy. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. Yep. But I like the idea of where that was going, so that's why I brought it up. And I said, "Well, that's interesting. If we're going to talk time machine, let's go back to 1934 and buy the NFA vote." Yeah. Uh, Rob think- says, "What would twenty bucks be worth back then? Uh, twenty dollars." Thirty-four, um, four hundred nine dollars and forty-two cents. Inflation has been has gotten went up since I checked last. So yeah, that's crazy. The dollar had an average inflation rate of three and a half percent between thirty-four and today, producing a cumulative price increase of almost two thousand percent. Yeah, about four hundred ten dollars in today's money. See bucks. Buck out there. He says he'd find Pelosi's parents and tell them to use uh, protection. <laughs> you know. So here's so here's the problem. Here's the problem that's with doing great. that though. When you do that, uh, and that's funny, and I like that. That's like when they talk about going you're back, changing history. Out, when you're going back and taking out baby Hitler, right? Or you know right. something like that. As like I get yeah. it, and we talk about changing the NFA, but the ripple effects that happen 
We think Changes that would everything. be a good. We think that would be a good thing, mm. but does that cause us to lose World War II, or does that cause? You know what I'm saying? What ripple effects happen because of yeah. that? No, you're right. No, absolutely. My wife's calling me right now. Like, are we a completely different country because of organized crime becoming more rampant, mm. or you know, uh, do, does? prohibition ever end or you know i don't know i mean there's just all kind of what ifs uh now bernie says i wonder if there were people like us fighting for gun rights back in the 30s not really probably not because i i I, I don't know but i've never seen anything that would suggest that prior to 34 like gun rights were threatened you know what I'm saying? So like, they weren't. I'm not saying they weren't, but I I've never read or set or yeah. seen anything that would suggest uh, that. So they were particularly for minorities, uh, particularly for obviously for each slaves, right? Um, yeah, you know, so the whole civil rights yeah. things. I mean, obviously, but I mean, Texas in 1871, Texas got rid of constitutional carry, right? In 1871, yeah. Texas did that. So, you know, there were negative effects. So. When he says like us, it's been 150 like years since you guys I had constitutional carry. Yeah. So I say when he says when when Bernie says people like us, yeah, I think they had our fire and passion and fervor, right? But I sure. think the topics of the day, the way they approached it from the day were very different because we seen a lot of pioneering. We seen a lot of fights that went on that gave us land for ranges, range use, that put shooting sports into schools that, um, you know, took the government uh, as far as being at people being able to hunt, right? Hunting rights and things of that mm-hmm. nature and, and any kind of all kind of wildlife rights and not just the rights for that, but also the preservation of wildlife, right? So the whole mm-hmm. FUD sector that people like to demonize so much, if it wasn't for the FUD sector, we would not have modern day advocates and activists. That doesn't exist. Right. So while, yes, we had them is, is my perspective on it. Right. It's yes, we had them. It was just a different fight done in a different way that sort of laid the groundwork for a lot of the stuff that we do today. And honestly, a lot of stuff we take for granted today, which sucks. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, You know, I think that, once again, you're you're talking about the 30s. People also forget there was a lot of shit going on in 1934, and most of it bad. You're talking about the Depression. Most people were more worried about where they were going to get food and heat and uh, a shelter and all of that stuff than the gun rights. And honestly, that's probably, you know, I don't know, but there might have been an uptick in crime using firearms back in 19 in the early thirties, because people Poverty were, always causes enough I, I, crime. We know that. Yeah. And right? so once again, that, that could have been the basis for the 34 NFA is, yeah. you know, an uptick yeah. in gun violence just because it was the, the great depression, bro. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, go back in any society, right? Go back to medieval times, right. go back to Roman times, right? And the poorer neighborhoods and shanty towns and stuff, there was always more shenanigans and violence and things visibly mm-hmm. going on there, right? We're talking about yep. we're talking about blue collar type crime, right? 
uh, obviously high politicians on their throne, <laughs> you know, are doing all kind of crazy. Same as politicians nowadays are doing all kind of crazy stuff and getting away with it. Um, but yeah, rank and file, when we talk about theft, rape, murder, you know, assault, you know, those sorts of things. Um, yeah, it's always tied to an economic scale of some sort. Always. Yeah. All right. We're into this hour into this fiasco. And, uh, so we've had fun talking with the polls and kind of going down to rabbit holes. And we do actually have a topic, uh, that I want to get to and, and all of that. So, um, what we're going to talk about is going to the first match this Saturday and, and I'm not shooting in it. I'm going up to Missouri and they've got the uh, Missouri state or whatever Missouri finale. Uh, it's their final match of the year. And it's kind of like their end of the year championship type thing and uh, long range competition. And I'm going to go up there, me and Buck, who's, Gun loving grandpa out there. Buck and I are going to drive up there. We're going to leave at O Dark 30. Um, it's about a two and a half hour drive. And um, so we're going to leave at O Dark 30, drive up there Saturday morning and already talk to the match director and uh, all that good stuff. And um, already talked to a bunch of different people that are going to be shooting there. They've all said, hey, you know, looking forward to uh, to having you up here. I'm going to bring extra ammo and you're more than welcome to shoot my rifle after the match is over and kind of get an idea. But the cool thing about it is I'm just going to go and watch and learn, meet some of the guys. Cause I'm going to start shooting in February 5th is my first match um, up there. And so I want to meet a lot of the guys that I'll see up there, guys and gals, obviously. Uh, thanks EJ, but going to go up there, watch, learn, ask a lot of questions. Uh, I've shot competitions for years pistol competition every competition is different uh if i went to a rimfire you know if i went to an archery tournament or competition all of them are going to be different but they're all the same but i'm just going to go and kind of watch and see what people are doing and ask questions on a more strategy type stuff and all of that and just watch so i'm looking forward to that um Knowing your background in competition, obviously it's a little bit different with the 22 and, and archery and all of that. Um, not speaking necessarily to me, but in general, there's out someone out there that's thinking about getting into competition, and we always tell them, "Hey, go watch a match before you shoot in them." You know, yeah. Um, if if you had, you know, just in generalities, if you were going to say, "Hey, if you're going to go watch a match, make sure you do this before you shoot," you know, I was. I was going to say film it, but I was going to see if you, what you were thinking. And you were thinking the same way I was. Is uh, And I already asked I asked Buzz that same question. You want to film? Absolutely. Uh, the great thing about the PRS is literally on their, their website, they talk about that. And, and uh, social media being such a huge, important asset to growing the sport of precision, uh, precision shooting. They want people to put stuff on on on, on um, social media because that does help it grow. So uh, I was like, "Can I film?" Absolutely, perfect. You know, so this is going to be fun. Uh, but yeah, besides you know filming it, like are, are are there certain things that you would look at? Not just in long range, but just in generals. Are you working on strategy? Are you work looking at equipment? Are you looking at 
I would know, be more more filling out. The, I would be more making contacts and filling out the the field, right? Yeah. Uh, talking about the field of competitors um, mm -hmm. would be because shooting sports. You know, there are some sectors that are really uh, you know close to the vest, guarded. You know, yeah. but for the most part, I mean, you're talking about being able to go to a match brand new have a malfunction and somebody loan you their $5,000, whatever it is, firearm, right? I've done it. Not, not, not that I have a yeah. $5,000 yeah. gun that I have, but I have, so, I have, uh, I have lended my backup gun uh, yeah. before. So, and I mean, it's, you know, it's a very generous and, and giving uh, group of, of people in the sport, right? So, you know, odds are they're going to be pretty, pretty open to talking about stuff. So, um, right. You know, I say film and take pictures. You can always analyze that stuff mm -hmm. later uh, and kind of yep. get an idea. Okay, this person is sitting this way. This person is moving this way. This person is is right. Their their cheek weld is this or that, or this is how they rest mm -hmm. on a barricade or, you know, in your yep. your situation, right? Yeah, uh, absolutely. Where, where are they using their things. bipod? Where are they using their bag, you know? Right. How are they setting you, up that front end support? All that different but stuff. You, you, know? you also, you know, you also need, you need to take that and weigh that against the frame of reference, right? Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. like, <laughs> you know, every just about everything I've done, I've been fortunate enough to pretty much have a frame of reference going in, right? So if I look at somebody and it's like, oh wow, that you know they're shooting bullseye pistol and their grip is weird, let's say, yeah. right? But they're shooting really good. And I'm like beating your ass, yeah. <laughs> but I'm like, but I'm like, so here's the deal. Can't was that was that just they got lucky that day? Right? Because mm -hmm. you can have a good day, your competitor can have a bad day, and you can win. Sure. But on any mm -hmm. given day, that compet that other guy that you beat can just whoop the socks off of you any other right. given day, right? And that can happen regardless. So, you know, is it, then then that goes through your mind. So you've got to have, like, what are the standards, right? What are the agreed-upon fundamentals of the game, right? Look at it as a game, right? What are the agreed-upon fundamentals, right? And then how far does that person or that what that person is doing deviate, right? Uh, and then you can experiment with it, obviously, right? Sure. And say, Absolutely. okay, well, I'm going to see, do I do any better? Right. And I'll give you a good example is uh, Paul Harrell put a video out not too long ago talking about pulling the pulling the trigger with your middle finger. And in a lot of situations, you could be more accurate pulling the trigger using your middle finger to pull the trigger. Right. But um, if you extrapolate that across a variety of firearms in a variety of situations, you know what I'm saying? It doesn't. Yeah it doesn't regularly hold true and consistency is the key. Yeah. And I think a lot of it comes down to, and, and this is, I don't like kind of going down the same and it's not necessarily strategy because there's, there's, and you know, this, no matter what kind of shooting sports you do for each stage that you have, there is a strategy side that might be both might be the most efficient way to shoot this this stage or whatever. Right. Sometimes they give you a course of fire and it's you have to shoot in this order or whatever. Yeah. But 
there's the efficiency side of the strategy, not necessarily on efficiency of shooting, but it's the efficiency of moving. Um, it's, for instance, in the long range game, um, from what I've gathered talking to a lot of different people, it's about like 20% from a prone, let's say, and 80% they use other stances, whether it's barricade on rocks or awkward, you know, only about 20% is going to be in from the prone because they want to put you in awkward positions and all of that. So watching how people move, how they set up their own support, um, there might be an awkward position that you're not going to have any rear support. You know, maybe you have to set weird what your knee be the back support or what, you know what I'm saying? There's That's a part of it also is watching and learning say, okay, I like what he did on those things, but he messed up on a couple of those stances, but this person nailed those. And so you kind of just take notes on if you have to be in this position, what's going to give you the most stable support um, for your rifle or whatever in, in the PRS game, in the long range game, you know, right. that's a lot of it also is, is being efficient in your movements. Uh, you have to sometimes run in some of this and lift things and all that. What's the most efficient way and how are people doing this? And when they move from stage to stage, are they taking carts? Are they just slinging, you know, their rifle over the shoulder or, or whatever, because let's say it's eight to 10 stages and let's say it's, you know, hundred to 200 rounds, depending upon, you know, the stages and all that you're having to lug all this heavy shit, you know, um, what's the most efficient way that people are getting there if you're having to walk between stages? Now, some places they let you drive if it's that big of a of a space, but uh, yeah, it's it's all that stuff, and you want to figure well, out. I'll oh, go ahead. No, I was going <laughs> to tell you when you're talking about carting stuff around the shotgunners. I don't know if you have seen this on your mm-hmm. range or not, mm-hmm. but um, go to Goodwill, get hit up the Facebook Marketplace. Uh, baby strollers, no kidding. You can modify the one. frames of baby yeah, yeah. strollers, yeah. dude. And yeah. you can do they're, amazing they're big things. In the game. Yeah, I've, I've got one um, I use for IDPA. Yeah. You know, you can you could also modify wagons, right? But a baby a stroller, typically, a baby stroller will collapse, right? So if you're able to modify that, you you know, it's a little different than a. a I'll, I'll wagon. tell you the ones that are big in three gun IDPA and all of that stuff are not technically the. the they're baby stores, but they're the ones that people jog with. They have like almost like bigger, like bicycle tires on uh-huh. the back. Yeah. Yeah. And you can replace those the ones. Tires. Yeah. 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 But those are the ones that uh, I, I've got one. And then most everybody was using back in a, in a few years ago. Um, and, and that, and that was because, yeah, you can just push those or I've got, I've got a pool wagon with big tires on it. They'll get through rock and all of that. Um, yeah, when you're talking beach, about carrying a couple hundred wagon. rounds of ammo and yeah, really the beach good. wagons, yeah, not the not the the red ones that you know. <laughs> right. Uh, TJ is out there. Isn't is it, is it TJ's birthday? Or it, it was? Or I think it's TJ's birthday coming up. Might oh, be wow. today. I know it's coming up. So happy birthday, TJ. Um, Okay, so no Nighthawk says the president signed HR ninety seven forty one into law. There were no recorded votes in either chamber, and just two amendments in the Senate. Oh, that sucks. 
Now, Buck says, I can bring the stroller this weekend so I can push his ass around. And TJ says, it is today. Happy birthday, my brother. What the hell are you doing here? What's wrong with At you? At least we have a little more transparency in government nowadays for those that pine for the old yeah, days. That would true. suck. I'd this, be this pissed true. if I was living in 34 and you couldn't give me a vote. I'm pissed now that they can't give me a vote. No. You know what I mean? It's like I yeah. want to go grave, dig, grave digging and dig up some old politicians and strangle them. Now, Buck was asking earlier what the weather's going to be like for this weekend. I said around 70 degrees for the high. Now, Stan's got a good point. He said, when is more important temperature? It is, except for this weekend. We're not shooting. We're just watching. So the only thing that's important is temperature. I'm, do we need to have enough clothes to bring, enough right. layers? Because um, I'm not shooting, so the wind is what it is. But, uh, no, he's talking about the temperature because we're gonna, we're not shooting. We're actually just going to go and watch. So um, might have an opportunity maybe to RO, which I think would be kind of cool. Um but there's a part of me that doesn't want to do that um, because I, if I'm ROing, I'm going to have to be paying attention to the spotting scope, calling impacts or whatever. I want to sit back and soak it all in. And if I'm having a conversation with someone, I I, I, I think I'll miss out on those conversations and all of that yeah, by RO yeah. because uh, so um you know i'm gonna go and and, and probably not um ro well, you're just, also bound to a squad you were talking about too right well it, it, yeah but they have um he, he's got they've got these these what do they call it, roaming ro's uh, and they kind of go along with the squad which allows me it's I'm not there at that stage. I get you, but it's, if you're with the same people the whole time, exactly. That and that's what I'm saying. Also, I want to be able to just kind of mix and mingle and, yeah. and see everybody. everything. Yes. And, yeah. uh, and all that. So, yeah, yeah. Yep. I would say that if you are familiar with what you're doing, you've been to matches before to watch and all that, and you're still going to go to a, one more one more match. Now, if I went to a second match before I shot after this first one, then I might RO at that point. Yeah. Um, but this first one, I want to move around. I want to have discussions with people. I want to see what people are shooting. Like I said, I, I, I've, I've already been hit up by five or six guys are going to be up there saying, hey, make sure you stick around after the match is over. I'm bringing yep. extra ammo. You can shoot my rifle when the match is done. Like four or five people said, "Hey, stick around because I want I want you to shoot my stuff. I want to see what everyone's shooting and and all of that, and uh, which would be really really cool." So, uh, looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to more importantly, like you said, meeting the guys. Yeah, um, I know what the people are like on the IDPA world because I shot that for a long time. I've been all over the South shooting IDPA. So once you kind of get in that circuit, you kind of see the same people at all the matches which is cool. <clears throat> um, I'm looking forward to that side of it as well um, because it's it's a whole new, it's a whole new game, a whole new, I don't know, slice of people, um, you know, adding to what I already know, uh, knowledge-wise, but also people-wise. It's, it's going to be kind of cool because I, 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 I would think that long range precision shooters are going to be different than the run and gun IDPA USPSA folk, you know, different bit, mentalities, yeah. um, different disciplines, obviously, but uh, it'd be kind of interesting to, to see that. Um, 
knowing that I would have assumed that the vast majority of them are hunters and I don't hunt. I never hunted a day in my life and I probably won't hunt. Um, but that would be an interesting side as well is and all that. Um, Rich says he checked the Congress website. No record of what the vote was. The House or Senate. Interesting. Well, it's confirmed then, apparently. Yeah. Yeah. $10,000, I think, would at least go a long way to change. Thank you, by the way, to to those rich hmm. and whoever it was. Nighthawk and Rich. Yeah, Nighthawk. Nighthawk yeah. and Rich who looked Absolutely. that up. Appreciate it. Yeah, appreciate that. But, yeah, I'm looking forward to Saturday. <clears throat> I'm, I'm looking forward to um, – Oh, I'm looking forward to hanging out with Buck. <coughs> I haven't seen Buck in a couple months. I think Buck's going to be going to, at least he told me he was planning on going to Tulsa again. He better. November, so. He better. Um, He's got he may not ride it. He's $35,000 rifles waiting on him. $35,000 lever rifles just waiting for him. Just waiting, calling his name. It might gotta be 37000 He's just got to go pick it up, man. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I don't. I don't know if he'll ever ride with me again. What he found out the hard way is is on a road right through trip. Through a tornado, like dude, I I right through a tornado. No shit, like through a tornado that night as we were pulling into Tulsa, we went through a tornado, and it was so it was so weird because I, I told Buck and I said, dude, like it's blowing, it's pouring rain. I'm just like I, I'm you know we're going like 30 miles an hour on the highway. And I had to tell him, Buck, you're on tornado watch. Like, I want you watching for the lightning flashes. You see a funnel cloud, tell me. You know I mean? Dead serious. And it was pretty crazy. But uh, what Buck realized and learned, unfortunately, is when you on a road trip with me, um, I throw a concert in the car. Um, so I, I that's how I get through road trips is I listen to music and and have a good time. And I'm, I don't know. He, he, he found that out that I'm a. Yeah, he said I'm cashing my 401k so I'll have the money. <laughs> hey, that might be a good investment though. Three hundred, no, thirty five thousand. He thought it was a three hundred and fifty, but he thought the other two zeros were part of the fence. You those know, thirty five thousand dollar lever action. Along those lines, uh, I yeah. just scheduled. For Thursday, I just scheduled a podcast with Logan from High Caliber History. Yeah, yeah, sure. And yeah. the thumbnail, a little behind the scenes, the thumbnail for that, he's sitting at a table with some lever gun, holding a lever gun with some other lever guns and stuff on the table. He told yeah. me that was $4 million worth of guns on that table in front of him, in that picture. $4 million worth of guns. <sighs> And I thought he must have one of Buck's guns there. <laughs> now, to be fair, Buck, I didn't technically make you sit on the roof. I strapped you down to the roof. Uh-huh. So you weren't safety sitting. First. It was sa- I'm safety first. I strapped you down just in case we did go through a funnel cloud. You were still going to be attached to the vehicle. I, I was thinking about that. So I, it's not like I just told you, hey, go up there, hang on for dear life. No, no, no. I use ratchet straps. You were secure on top of that roof. So I don't want to, I don't I don't want you I don't want you to make it sound like that I was putting you in danger. It was crisscrossed his hey. belt loops, right? Yeah. And I, I had a I had a, had a, a helmet on there for him. Oh I mean it, he was he was safetyed up and he 
he had a safety eye eyewear on and, and, and it's just uh, sad and you stuff. forgot the it's just sad you forgot the GoPro on the helmet. That would have been great. I that particular helmet, it was a pink bicycle helmet, and I had oh, forgotten yeah. to strap the GoPro onto that one. I had it on the camouflage bike helmet, but not the pink one. Um but that would have been pretty cool. So this this time I will definitely bring both helmets. So in case um yeah, he would he would have the GoPro footage. But like I said, man, I, I don't want you people thinking, making people think that I was being unsafe, man. I had you strapped down. You were you were secured to the vehicle. Um, you weren't gonna fly away unless the vehicle flew away. So yeah. So I heard this is gonna mm-hmm. excite you. So I confirmed with Snob the other day that they have built a Wendy's in Claremore. Really? So we could, if we stay in Claremore, which it looks like we're probably going to stay there. It's easier to get a, yeah. a decent room. Absolutely. Um, we could get Krispy Kremes, mm-hmm. go back to the hotel, stop at Wendy's on the way, and then we could warm the Krispy mm-hmm. Kremes up if we wanted to in the microwave at the hotel, right? Mm-hmm. And we had a big, we got a big place to eat so we could all partake of that. We would have and the water burgers were about 37 seconds away that's from the hotel. Too. Yeah, yeah, that's true too. So you know you gotta you don't even have to cross the street. You gotta you gotta, you gotta coordinate, you know. Yeah. No, you're on the same side as the highway. I mean, you could you could walk it. We weren't gonna walk it in April when we were there because well, it was a tornado, but uh right. But yeah, uh no hail, no debris, you're not close enough. Hey. Like I said, he was my lookout. He was my lookout. And uh, it, it got hairy there for a while. I'm not going to lie. It was pretty crazy. Uh, it, it actually, we were going literally 25, 30 miles an hour. It, you got to the point we were there like half an hour later than we thought, at least maybe more, maybe an hour. I remember you guys were waiting on us to eat. And I started getting texts from everyone. And they were fucking pissed at me where the hell are you dude i'm in a tornado that's where i am we were pissed we knew there was a tornado it it moved <laughs> south of you thankfully it was but not by much i mean you no you no maybe, no it, it wasn't you were much. maybe maybe five miles north of it yeah, maybe. five miles yeah <laughs> yeah um we we got the heavy wind and rain side of the tornado not the devastating um destruction we, we just got the outer right. which sometimes the outer wind and rain is worse than just being in the eye you know yeah especially with flooding and stuff flash flooding yeah man it was crazy it was nuts but yeah so that was fun but looking forward to some decent weather uh best wanamaker story ever at least for us gotta be three or four Novembers ago when we woke up one morning and there was snow on the ground <laughs> right. and G G being the Arizona kid that he is, was not a happy camper oh, freezing God. his ass off gets out of the van and was like, what the hell? And yeah, he was not, he, he didn't even want to go outside even, and smoke that day. Like he, he picked Oro, and chose. Even Oro, yeah, Oro was like, what the like, heck I'm is out. this white stuff? <laughs> I am not going out there. Yeah, exactly. Right. Uh, G wouldn't even go out and smoke with us half the time. He was like, I'm going to go like twice today. Just don't have to step outside very often. Right. He was, that was hilarious. Right. It was cold right. that day. I think the high was like 42 or something. It was cold. Wind it was all blowing. melted off. It all melted off pretty quick, but it, you know, it did blow in pretty hard that night. Apparently. <laughs> 
Stan says, what about your birthday? Uh, yeah, we last April. It wasn't exactly my birthday. It was close, though. Uh, birthday was coming up. And we all went out to, where did we go? Texas Roadhouse, maybe? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Texas Roadhouse. A bunch of us went up there and Stan and Buck and me and Snob and Gary and I think Weston was there. And yeah, it was a, yeah, a bunch of us. There's a big crew of us that were, went, out, went out to dinner that night and they decided to, uh, you know, when you go to a restaurant and if they'd say, hey, it's his birthday, they come over and sing a little song for you and all that. Well, at Texas Roadhouse, they sing a song for you, but they make you get on this like wooden horse. Yeah. They decided to have the waitress come over here and sing happy birthday to me and all that. I think now they get embarrassed, but I had fun with it. Uh, but yeah, that was fun. It was fun. The, birthday, okay. A birthday so, party at Texas Roadhouse was pretty cool. So the birthday party was okay. But for me, yeah. the epic part of that was the random goose the that was owning the, goose, the parking yeah. lot. He was just Seriously, like, like they were on, he was on, he was like on straight up patrol. Like he was on straight up patrol of the yeah. parking lot. Yeah, he was um, not scared did, of people. Didn't move for yeah, would not move for cars for walking no. people. Just yeah. this is my parking lot. Yep. And you know when we left, he was like roosted down in the middle of the parking lot, literally. Yeah. The the second part of that story is even better is God bless him, but Gary was struggling that day. He was hurting and he had a park way out in the secondary parking lot and as soon as he walks up to where we were right there in the front row where we were as he's walking up after parking a hundred yards away, someone pulls out and there's an open spot. <laughs> it was like, that's just perfect. And it was not heavy, but yeah, there's, there's a lot of fun. If you're ever in Tulsa during the Wanamaker Tulsa arm show, it's each April and each November, yep. um, find us. There's a bunch of us that are always there. Me and Clover and snob and usually gizzard Gary bucks going to start going. Our Minty will be there. Obviously Stacy will be there. Um, there's a bunch of people this year. We have Aegis gun care will be there. Rod and Shelly, uh, black rain's always there. A lot of really cool people. Celtic, uh, holsters will be there. Usually Fort Scott munitions are there. Who all's there that, uh, you go and see every time. Outdoor, seems to be outdoor, outdoor products plus, yep, that's who, right. you know, gives yep. away targets every month to some of my folks, as well as high caliber tar- targets that gives away steel targets. Uh, met both yep. of those in. Tulsa, they're there every time. Great people. Yeah. Uh, and so, you, know, you, save on, you save on right. shipping. Um, this November, which is every November, every April is close to my birthday. And every, every November is close to Clover's birthday. So that's true. Um, we might have to do that. But uh, yeah, I mean, if you're there, come see us. Hang out with us. It's 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 a fun. If you've never been to Wanamaker, it's a bucket list. We're talking eleven acres of gun show under one roof. Eleven acres. That's eleven football fields. Yeah. Food for thousand tables. Yeah, forty five hundred. Yeah, no, yeah, no, forty five hundred. Not not forty five. Yeah, you said. I think you said five hundred. I was like, it's a hell of a lot more than five hundred. Forty five, about forty five hundred. Yeah. They say about twenty to twenty five thousand people. Usually, it's pretty crazy. Easily, um, easily, easily. Yeah, it it, um, it rivals an NRA or something like that. In my opinion, no, yeah, it absolutely. Really as far as crowd, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, if if you're looking for something and you can't find it at Wanamaker, it, you haven't it. looked. No, they, they don't make did. it. Um, I tell the story it, about it, like 
like original Colt Walker revolvers, right? This oh, we must. We want to bet this is Pat. He's the only one that always calls. Let's answer. It's Pat. It's Pat. Arms is podcast. Who's this? And he's right again. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, Pat? How you doing, man? Oh, doing pretty good. How's everybody doing tonight? Just living the nightmare, hey, man. It's Pat. Hey, How you doing tonight? It's Pat. Remember Saturday Night Live? It's Pat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you need to queue up. You need to queue up that theme song. Thanks. Thanks for the nightmare. <laughs> for next time, for next time, Pat calls. You need to queue up that theme song for him. Oh, I it's will. Uh, real quick, real quick. Mandatory carry five dollar super chest is for the reasons. I appreciate it. Uh, everyone knows that uh, we don't ask. We don't encourage super chats at all if you do understand that all of them go towards sending care packages to our troops overseas so uh thanks for that mandatory care i appreciate you very much brother there you go sorry so what's going on pat how you doing oh not too bad not too bad uh i got done harvesting a little bit early tonight and actually got to jump in right at the front of the show so been out yeah. there commenting and you know just chilling with everybody else out there in the comments um I wanted to ask you a couple of questions yep. uh, since you're getting into this long range shooting deal. Sorry, I know you guys were talking about Wanamaker and everything. Oh, no, we, we go all over the damn place. We're good. Yeah. But uh, is uh, what is there a certain like divisions and stuff that are set up on that, like for like beginners, or is it just you get thrown to the wolves and here's the rules, go have fun type of deal, or, or what's what's the deal on that um so yeah they've got a couple different um divisions and um there's open obviously let me go over here to the website um precision rifle series is when i'll be shooting nrl is not anywhere close to me so um yeah, so let me kind of go through. Um, yeah, because you've kind of piqued my interest on some of this stuff because that's something that I've always thought about getting into is precision shooting, uh, like what you're doing. Yeah. So I've, I've been following some of your stuff here pretty close. I just, I, I didn't know what, you know, league or what, you know, what, what have you. So I just thought I would ask yeah. live so that way maybe Absolutely. So I'm going to try. If you on. go to precisionrifleseries.com um they'll is their website, but let me try to pull up let me see if I can find where it is cuz I was reading um about maybe I'm trying to find it because there was, um, oh, here we go, the rules. All right. So the rules, I'm going into their rules thing. It's a 36-page document, but pretty close in here is the divisions. And, and there's several different divisions that you can um, shoot in, which I think is pretty cool. Um, and it's kind of a place for everybody, right? Um, let me scroll, still scrolling down here. Hold on a second. Sorry. Um, all right, divisions, categories, and classifications. So 
They have an open division, and that's a bolt gun open division. We'll not see a, a caliber of 30, uh, 30 caliber or velocity of 3,200 feet per second. Uh, a bolt gun tactical division is strictly 308 or 556 slash 223. That's it. If you want to shoot the tactical division, it has to be 308 or 223556. Um, gotcha. I think that's pretty cool because a lot of people have the 308s. Well, in a PRS match, a 308 ballistically is at a disadvantage in today's standards. A 223 right. is very much at a disadvantage in, in this stuff. So they created, they wanted people to still have the 308s or 223s that still want to shoot. They created a tactical, a tactical division, I think is really awesome. Um, so it's only for 308s and 223 slash 556. <clears throat> then you have the production division, which is what I'll be shooting it to start out with. And what they've done is to, to be able to shoot in the production, It's uh, it was created to encourage growth to our shooting community from outside our ranks by allowing shooters the opportunity to compete at PRS events without being disadvantaged due to custom equipment. In order to accomplish this, we have set limits of the original cost of your rifle and optic. All other equipment can be mounted or added, blah, blah, blah. but we're talking about rifle and optic. The value cannot be more than $2,500 for the rifle and optic combined. Okay. Which gotcha. I think is kind of cool because, yeah, some guys are going to be spend twenty five grand on their rifles, you know. Yeah, um, exactly. so someone I like mean, me it, who's it, into, into both of them for two thousand dollars, I know that I'm competing against people that's going to have similar stuff, right? Yep, exactly. It's like it's like being in a, like a different class. Of, uh, I'll, I'll spin it this way: it's like being in different class on a Saturday night dirt track. You know, you got your late models, modified stock cars. You mm -hmm. know, you're in that class. You know what the rules are. Here it is go have fun. So, yep. so it's not like something that just like you show up and it's like, Oh crap, I've been outspent by like $20,000. Right. <laughs> right. No, because I've been to a couple things like that before. Yeah. I'm like, Oh shit. <laughs> exactly. And, and then, then the last division is, um, a gas gun division that, you know, you go and get an AR 10, you know, you're going to compete. You have the opportunity to compete only against other semi-autos or gas or gas rifles. Um, so that's kind of cool because a lot of people do get the AR-10 style. And in certain competitions, you're at a disadvantage with that. So they have a division. Say, hey, bring it out here. And you're not going to have to go and compete with those other people. You're going to have your own division. Um, which I think yep. is really cool as well. So, yeah, Precision Rifle Series is where I'm going to be shooting it. Um, NRL looks really, really awesome, but NRL doesn't come anywhere near Arkansas. As a matter of fact, the PRS doesn't come to Arkansas. Uh, I'm not, like I said, I'm having to go to Missouri to shoot matches, which is fine. It's only about two and a half, three hours away from uh, where most of the matches up there are being shot. Hi, baby. Um, <coughs> but, um, yeah, PRS is where it's at. So, yeah, there's a lot of divisions. Once again, it's all about, for them, growing the sport. So they're going to try to bring in as many new shooters as possible. And the best way to do that is create multiple divisions to where people are competing against people that are just like them or at least with the same type of equipment or value of equipment or whatever you want to talk about. 
Um, right. And it was one of those things where it's not like, hey, I'm going to use this Night Force. I only paid $600 for it. No, 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 no. It's the original value of that. So that optic is worth $5,000. But you say, well, I only paid $600, so I'm only shooting the production because I only paid $600. No, 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 no. You might have only paid $600, but that value is $5,000. You can't use that optic in that production division. you got to go to open. So um, that's where it's at. Right, right. Yeah, because it's one of those deals you can go anywhere from super mild to super wild. Oh, yeah. Basically. So, yeah, it's, it's just about like anything else. I mean, it's it's, yeah. it's, it's all a money deal, you know, and and I understand that, you know, just from being from a racing background and everything, you know, it just depends on the division and everything you go into is just on how wild you want to get with it and how deep your pocketbook is. Well, <laughs> and, and that's the thing, point, you uh, know, between pocketbooks or sponsors and all that. But that's that's one of those that you're also talking about is um, not everyone, especially when they start out, are not going to have sponsors. So the whole right. idea is, is if you can't shoot in these matches unless you're a sponsored shooter, well, that's just not true. You can be a sponsored shooter, and most of them probably are. But if you're just going to come out and grab your 308 that you've had or your 556 and just have a good time, well, guess what? There's a division for that, you know, and I think that's yep. pretty awesome because they want people to come out and, and all of that. Um, yeah, because uh, uh, caveating off of that, you know, some of these new shooters that might have got an AR or a bolt yep. gun or something mm-hmm. like that, mm-hmm. they see this and they're like, oh, I can do more than just defend myself with this exactly. thing. Okay, I need to go out there and I need to check that out. Absolutely. And all of a sudden, <laughs> boom, they're hooked. Well, and I'll tell awesome. you the I'll tell the I, interesting thing really is is why I got started in IDPA years ago is for me, the competition did two things. One, I love to compete. You know, I, I'm 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 ultra competitive. Mm-hmm. I love the competition, but two, it's real it's real world training. If you can be good at competition moving and running and gunning shooting in the zero down you know the down zero sub or the whatever the uspa calls it you know you're you're accurate well guess what that just makes you a better marksman and a better shooter someone who's ready for concealed carry in that situation because you're shooting with yeah. uh, an accelerated heart rate you're you're shooting with shortness of breath you're shooting under stress under time and all that all that just makes you a better shooter same thing with long range you know um I don't hunt, but I would imagine being a good precision shooter in competition is going to make you a better hunter or it's going to make you a better shooter in general. Um, so competition does bring a lot of benefits to just normal everyday firearm owners. Um, for me, a lot of the competition is is it. I love to compete because it pushes me to get better. <clears throat> and I'm always looking to get better. And this, the day that I quit trying to get better at, at, at shooting my guns, it's a day that I might as well just go ahead and sell them because that's not the whole point. The whole point is getting being more proficient, becoming a better shooter, understanding firearms, how they work, what atmosphere has the effect on 
ballistics and all of that. The math side of long range is really what it fascinates me. Uh, and Clover knows it. We Clover and I talk almost, almost every day on the phone about this stuff. And he's, I guarantee you, Clover is sick and tired of my ass um, the last couple of months because <laughs> I'm I'm so excited and so fired up about this. But all of our fucking conversations, at least on my side of the conversation, is long range. And he's like, fucking, hey, dude, the, stop talking about this shit. I don't care. But uh, he's endured. He's endured uh, my excitement. So yeah, could be worse. Serious. Could be. Could be worse. Could be talking about semi-automatic handguns. God. Mm. Yeah. Or that, tactical that's training. True. Tactical training. <laughs> right. Yeah. You want to see, see Clover get a rash? You want to see Clover get a rash? Talk about semi-automatic handgun at CQB tactical training. Right. Yeah. That's no the, that's that's the, that's the the Trinity, the Holy uh-huh. Trinity of of his rash. Yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll let I'll let y'all on a little secret before I got started in on handguns. I mean, like, really got in on, on handguns. Um, I actually got in on the revolver side first, black powder and uh, three fifty seven stuff. And you know what? To this day, it is still a toss up between um, a revolver. And a semi-automatic because I sure. love revolvers. I always have, always will. I, they, they hold a good place in my heart, but they all have their applications. And that's the only reason that I went to a semi-auto for self-defense is just because I could hold more rounds better. in the magazine and just, you know quicker follow-up shots i mean i'm i'm pretty good with the revolver don't get me wrong i mean if i needed to put rounds on target pretty decent and pretty quick i can but for everyday carry it's just it's hard to beat a semi-auto but at the same time i still carry my 357 every once in a while so (laughs) hashtag (laughs) revolvers suck Now you're going to get two of us started on your end. Yeah, well, hey, it wouldn't be the first time. Won't be the last. <laughs> no, well, well, they all have they all have their place, and I I, I love them both. So it's, yeah. it's on any given day, it's a toss up between both of them. I hear you. So I, hear you. I, I really like both of them. Yeah. So, anyway, yeah, I just just had that question for you tonight. Yeah, so man. I just wanted to stop and say hi and uh, give you my usual jingle. There you so. go. I appreciate you calling in, buddy. We'll uh, talk to you soon. All right. Well, night, Clove. He's muted. All right. Yeah. yeah muted. Later, Pat. Okay. <laughs> Take care, Pat. See you soon. All right. Bye. Bye. All right. I love the availability to call into this show. I'm surprised more people don't, but we know it's Pat. Pat's always going to call in. I like it. I like it. It's a fun, fun thing. What happens in the Marine barracks stay in the Marine barracks. Oh, revolvers suck. I get it. Yeah. It took me a second there. Remember, I eat crayons for lunch. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, so hour 45 into it. Looking forward to this weekend. Uh, like I said, Buck's going to meet me up at the range before the sun comes up, well before the sun comes up. We've got a couple three-hour track up to Missouri and and all of that. So if you're going to be up there shooting, let me know. I'll definitely come by and say hi and probably ask you some questions. Um, if you're going to be around the West Plains, Missouri area, and you are interested, man, come out, 
watch a match. Even if you have no desire to shoot in one of these, but you've never been to any kind of shooting sports match, come experience it. It's awesome. Awesome people out there, I promise you. Um, yeah, come on out. I'm sure they would love to have you out there. If they're going to have me up there, they're going to have anybody up there, I promise you. So, uh, yeah, Buck and I will be having fun with that, learning as much as we can, meeting some of the people, looking at their equipment, looking at their strategies, looking at different things and how they do it. Um, that's what it's all about. And my first match to actually shoot in is going to be um, February 5th in Missouri. Rich says, no, that was in reference to you saying you've been double teamed before. Okay. Yeah. Hey, not the Navy, bro. Hashtag not the Navy. Just saying. Um, they do that. Double team to the Navy, that's a Tuesday night. That's just a normal Tuesday night being double teamed to the Navy. Man, we're going, we're, yeah, we're going, we're going dark. Sorry. Um, <clears throat> let's come back to the light. Come back to the light. Uh, Clove. Yeah. Thanks for hanging in. What, by the way, right in shotgun tonight, what shotgun were you using this week? You used the goose gun last year, uh, last the, the goose shotgun, which by the way is awesome. But so, which shotgun would you use this week? So here's what I'm going to do I'm going to say no comment. This is our FUD minute here. So I'm going to give you a ton of I'm going to say, I'm going to say no comment. I'm going to drop a okay. link because I did put a reply out to your, what I call the revived yes, Begara challenge. That's I want right. to be careful not to call it the Begara challenge because it's not. It's not. It's it's not. It's it's the ghost tactical Begara. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. It's the uh, but you did, rehash you did. or the reload or whatever you want to call yeah. it. But I did put out a reply in my own yes, you did. flavor like I normally would do. So, uh, And hopefully other people will partake and uh, get out and have some yeah, fun. When does that over... Pimp that out. When does that end and what are the hashtags and how do people... People yeah, I'm that. going to uh, I'm going to uh, come over here real quick. Let me get the link because I did the reply, but I just linked to your video, your little shorts, and yeah, I said, "Hey, go okay. check that out for all the details." You know, um, yeah, because it's your thing. I was just replying to it. Yeah, so, so I don't want to get I put, anything wrong. I put the uh, yeah, I put the link out there to the short. It's a little YouTube short, but basically, what happened was is Bergara Rifles put out a summer shootout. And it ended in, in uh, October 1. And they actually gave a rifle away. Uh, but what they wanted to do is you had to go to their website, download this target, and shoot either three or five rounds, whatever it was. Take a picture of the target, post it on YouTube or I mean on, on Facebook or Instagram, tag them, and use the hashtag Bergara Summer Challenge or whatever it was. And then they drew, randomly drew all the entries. They drew one, and someone want a freaking Begara B-14 rifle, which is what I have. Uh, they gave it away for free, which is awesome. But it ended like October 1. Well, I was like, okay, well, what, what can I do? So I wanted to keep this going. I don't care if it's a Begara rifle that you shoot, and I don't even care if it's a rifle. You know, I don't care if it's, it can be a bow and arrow or whatever. But the idea of it is the same. So I put a link to the video, and all you got to do is download the target, take a shot of three, um, grouping of three take a picture of it tag me not bergara tag me on instagram or facebook and use the hashtag and put it on here here bergara ghost use that hashtag bergara ghost and on november 1st 
probably November 2nd, actually, because that's this Tuesday. We might just do it live on the show. We're going to do all the people that submitted. We're going to do a Bergara swag pack, which is going to be a hat, a T-shirt, a sticker. And then obviously we'll throw some Ghost Tactical swag and some other swag that we have around. Um, but yeah, it, all it is is just to get out and shoot. You know, enjoy shooting, going to the range, and have given you free shit or the incentive of free shit to get you out to the range. And by God, that's what we're going to do. Uh, a little super chat from Pat. Appreciate you. Thanks for the show tonight. Always good chat, Ghost and Clover. Revolvers rule. Okay. <clears throat> I had to say it. He paid for it. So I had to say it. Right. Right. But damn him. Uh, no. Uh, but yeah, it's one of those where. Uh, get out there and shoot. So go check out my link, which is telling you what to do, and then go check out Clover's link, which his is his response to my link. Pretty cool what you did. Um, pretty cool. A little different than what people think. It's having fun. So, yeah, yeah. That's what it's all about. Uh, what kind of projects or podcasts or have you got? Come, I know you said you've got a podcast scheduled for later on this week, but uh, Thursday. What all you got, got going uh, on? Thursday, we got Logan with uh, High Caliber History. So we'll talk about, uh, as I said uh, in the thumbnail, he said that was like $4 million worth of guns on that table. So yeah. no doubt we're going to talk about some old guns and collectible guns and some of the rare stuff he's seen. And it should be a good conversation about that sort of stuff. Yeah, um, Logan and I, this is about three years ago, four years ago. I can't remember. It was, I don't remember. Um Good friend Tonto Peranto invited me to go to a screening of a TV show he was doing called uh, War Heroes. This is a few years back. And the premiere, yeah, the premiere of it, they held a premiere during SHOT Show Week uh, at one of the big theaters down there. And he invited me to go, which I think was really awesome. And I get there. And my seat was right next to Logan's. So we sat there and the reason it was a movie theater and it was like one of those recliners, you know, oh, yeah. the nice with tables and all that or yep. uh, where he, he had me and Logan sitting, which was nice of him to do that. But mine was right next to Logan. So we kind of watched this and hung out together for, I haven't seen, I don't, I'm sure I've seen him, but I haven't like talked to him and, and, and all that spent time with Logan since then. So be, um, hopefully I see him at shot this year. It'd be nice. So, uh, yeah, got that. Uh, been working on, actually, some articles for gear-report.com the last few yeah. days. Um, so yeah, you have. Uh, again, if the... Can, uh, uh, message, my little, uh, you know, our little yeah, group right. that was blowing up today. I was like, what the hell's going on? Yeah. Clover finally did something. <laughs> I did. I did. Um, so, you know, the weather, man, is just, it's more yeah. conducive to getting out and doing stuff, you know? Um, and then... Um, yeah, then I've got tons of stuff, man. I've got, uh, I think I got three or four videos easily in the can. Uh, a couple more to, you know, uh, finish up. And, you know, it looks like we're going to have good weather through the rest of this week. So, yeah, no uh, you know, if that's the case, good Lord, I'm going to be stacking some stuff up, which is a good thing because I've got a yeah. ton of stuff here that needs to be done, right? Because we, right. you know, we 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 work and we crank out content especially from about this time right late summer early yep. fall through shot show and then it starts yep. all over again with the connections we make there so yep. um you know i've got to get some of this taken care of 
Yeah, I agree. I've got some stuff sitting in there that are in the. I got look at. I got kind of caught up there for a while, which was incredible because I'm so busy in the summertime that I really don't. But I did get caught up right in the spring, um, which I guess is a perk of not going to shot and all that stuff because you had time to get all that stuff done. But I've got several things that have come in the last month or so that I've got to get cranked out here in the next month or so. So I'm looking forward to yeah. that. Um, but yeah, I've got some really cool guests coming up. Um, on the show, uh, waiting on confirmation for dates. Hold on, this might be one right there. Okay, nope. Um, you guys, I don't know if you guys are familiar with with Ray Hong. Ray, she is big into long range and extreme long range ELR. Um, big into it. Go check out um, her Instagram and her her. Uh, she hit at thirty six ninety nine uh, over two miles shot uh, a month or two ago. Um, I want to see out of Arizona, maybe Arizona or Colorado, one of the two. They hit a two mile shot in, a, in competition, which is awesome. Uh, she's hopefully gonna be coming on here. Pretty, we're working on dates. Uh, Phil Vallejo from Modern Day Snipers coming coming on. Um, got a message from him. He's just getting back in from a uh, a ten day hunt. Um. So uh, he's working on, he'll be coming on. Charlie's going to be coming back on. Got some really cool stuff in the next month before we go to SHOT Show. Uh, got some really cool guests coming on to talk different things. So, um, yeah, I will definitely, uh, d- d- definitely, de- definitely, yeah, uh, definitely be talking next week about the, the match this weekend. And then um, remember also, Wanamaker is, what is it, like the 13th or something like that? The weekend of the 13th? It's like the second weekend. It's the second weekend. I think it's like the 12th or 13th or something like that. Uh, 13th and 14th. Okay, 13th and 14th of November in Tulsa. Um, If you haven't been to it, it's a bucket list. You need to go. It's the world's largest gun show. 11 acres of gun show under one roof. Just go. Just go. Just go. That's all it is. So, yeah, anyways, uh, yeah, I got some really cool guests coming on in the next uh, month or so. Um, try and get all this stuff done before SHOT Show because once December hits, it's 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 hard to get people to come on because of the holidays. Uh, and then building up to SHOT Show, we'll be doing shows on different things with SHOT Show. And then as soon as I get back from SHOT Show, I start competing. So it's like, holy shit, this next month is going to be, we're going to have some really cool guests and all that coming on. But um yeah, for sure. Looking forward to it. Clove, thanks for coming on as always. Ride shotgun. And uh, we will uh, see you guys next week. Simplify.